This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with professional sports gambler Randy McKay. He's been on fire. He's handicapping great. Just needs a little luck in there as well. My <laughs> goodness, fourth and 12 and a fourth and 20 with the DB. Miss times his jump for the Colts, minus two and a half against the Texans. And then. I will say this, though, Randy, a lot of people like to be cool. Oh, hedging's for Clippers and this and that. Um, man, when you give me a comfortable lead and give me a middle opportunity, I'm going to take it. So, uh, middle of the second quarter. I did it early in the second quarter when I had an eight-point middle on that total, and that's part of the reasons you middle slash hedge. Hedge is flat out giving some money back, okay, and maybe at a better price. But middling is a different story, and – Two-point conversion, stop away from middle in that thing. But it it provides insurance as well. So uh, you're handicapping great, uh, Randy. Well over 500 for the season. A little bit, little bit of luck, and we'd be slaying them. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, a couple rough ones there with the losses last week with that one. You know, many opportunities for the Colts to close that game out. They didn't. Uh, some weird circumstances. And then the Steeler total, too. It started off. You know, very well for us, and unfortunately, a late touchdown there put it over the total when it looked like it was going to go under the whole time, and uh, it's kind of the breaks, but, uh, you know, just keep plugging away, keep giving out uh, good information, and uh, keep giving out some winners here. All right, uh, let's look at uh, your your picks for the wild card round. Six games. Randy's got a couple of sides and a total. The 4.30, the middle game on Sunday – is Minnesota and New York. Now, for just Super Bowl run purposes and kind of catching the right draw, this is a monster game. It's a monster game because if Dallas does upset, uh, uh, if, if Dallas does win against Tampa Bay, I think Dallas is more dangerous than maybe the Giants or Minnesota. San Francisco would get the winner of this if Minnesota does win. They'd be probably close to a double-digit favorite in that one. So Minnesota, with all of those close wins throughout the course of the season, they finish on a a better note against a depleted uh, Chicago team last week. Now they're minus three at home against the Giants. Giants rested a lot of people and still were competitive against the Eagles last week, Randy. Yeah, and I'm going to look at the favorite here. My hometown team, you know, they're more of a veteran club than the Giants. Giants, great season, you know, overachieved all season. Dayball has a shot at rookie of the year coach or coach of the year, I guess Mm -hmm. they call it. And uh, 
Very good job by him. Very smart by him last week. We've seen some uh, Nimkin poops last week as far as coaching, as far as Staley, as far as McCarthy. Yeah. He made the right choice, played his backups, rested them for this big game here against Minnesota. But I still like the veteran leadership we're going to get here for the Vikings. They've been in this situation where the young Giants haven't. This was a close game a few weeks ago. It was 27-24, came right down to the end, and then the Vikings had a big, long field goal. I don't think it gets that close this, this time. Of course, a lot of it's going to be decided now in the first quarter, I believe. Can the Vikings' offensive line hold up against this Giants' above-average defensive line? You know, Leonard Williams, Lawrence, Thibodeau, all very strong up there. The Vikings' offensive line getting Bradbury back will help at center. Fortunately, they don't have O'Neal. He's out for the year at right tackle. The replacement isn't too bad. I think they'll hold up with a crowd noise. Crowd noise here, usually, you know, they'll affect the uh, Giants' offense for sure. Uh, The Giants' defense be a little off kilter in the dome. You know, it's speed track. The Vikings will have that advantage there. They should have, they'll definitely have advantage if they get enough time with Cousins throwing the ball to those big weapons, Jefferson included. They have seen Hawkinson did play in that first game. He had a big game against the Giants. Giants are accept, acceptable to the tight end. So he'll probably have another big game if you want to look at that in the props. And I just see too much offense here. And then on the other side, you got Daniel Jones, the loud horns blowing. Going to have trouble against that Viking crowd noise. Vikings get out to a lead. It's going to be even more trouble with him with his limited weapons. You know, they'll probably key on Barkley, which teams should. You know, can he find these other guys? You know, can he have the success with those pedestrian receivers he really has? He really doesn't have a big weapon. It's going to scare you. Or even a tight end that's really all that great. You know, they just pretty much methodically move the ball up in the field. Dayball's pretty creative with the call, play calls. He's going to have to do a lot of silent count. That's going to affect the Giants here. And I just see a Minnesota seven or more victory, hopefully three or more at least, you know, up to probably seven, and a decent victory here for the Vikings at home. Does Daniel Jones have a, a, a playoff start yet, Randy? I'm trying to think. I'm I don't think sure. so. I think this I is the first time he made the playoffs. Yeah, and it is a strong um, – it's very profitable if you just fade first-time uh, starting quarterbacks in the playoffs. Now, uh, in, in the Jacksonville game, we have two of them, two of them, Herbert and uh, Lawrence, will be making their first start. But, I mean, over and it is a different game. It is a different game. And so you make a good point going with the team and the staff that has a lot more uh, um, a playoff experience. So Minnesota minus a three against the Giants uh, at home. Let's go to the Monday night game. You like the side and the total. This was at three. It's now g- going down to two and a half. So getting a little Tampa Bay action. The uh, two and a half and 45 and a half Dallas over Tampa Bay on Monday night. Yeah, and this game was played uh, way back in week one. And this was a sleeper under. If anybody remembered, 19-3 Tampa Bay win. Many field goals in this game, and there'll probably be quite a few field goals kicked here as well. You might see a little bit of offense, more offense than that game for sure. And uh, 
because we got a little, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay's got gotten a little better on offense lately. Their offensive line is starting to a little bit come together, and there's good news for them. Big Red Jensen might be back at offensive center. I mean, that might solidify that line that's troubled Brady up the middle. If you pressure Tom Brady or these quarterbacks that can't move all that well, up the middle they have trouble. And, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, this is going to help them to uh, have more offensive success here. They'll still probably struggle to run the ball, even though Dallas's defense has been successful to give up uh, a lot of ground yardage lately. And their defense has declined quite a bit over the over the last few weeks. You know, it started off as a firecracker for the, the Cowboys, and that's what got them the record it did. But we've seen this team decline. We've seen mistakes for the coaching staff playing their guys last week in situations where they didn't need to be played. And we're seeing a quarterback on the other side in Prescott, you know, throwing a pick. Uh, was it? Last seven games he's throwing a pick, or eight games. Looks like he might have trouble with his ankle again. That's the excuse they're using out of Dallas. You know, their offense is declining. This Tampa Bay defense, I think we got the best defensive or the best unit on the field again with this Tampa Bay defense, which can be elite. And they're starting to come into that way. You know, up front, they're tough with the, you know, the big tackle in the middle there. He can't hardly run the ball. You know, you got, uh, you know, great linebackers like the guy from LSU you're familiar with. Devin White, yeah. Devin White and uh, and a couple others there. And then decent backfield that's going to be tough to pass on with Davis and uh, uh, Wingfield, who uh, I'm very familiar with his dad from Minnesota, but he's a very good player as well. You know, this defense is going to carry the Buccaneers maybe to playoff run here. You know, they're, they got right at the right time. They're in an easy division, you know, got into the playoffs. And we've seen this before. You, it's not what you always do in the regular season. Sometimes at the end of the season, you can get the right draw. You got a veteran quarterback, desire to win. You know, he's got the best coach, but, uh, you know, Bowles is okay. You know, not, not one of my higher ones, but, uh, you know, you got McCarthy on the other side, another coach I don't like either. So uh, there's no real coaching mismatch there. And uh, this could come down to special teams. And we've seen Dallas' special teams struggle lately too with a block punt. A couple missed field goals, even though that field goal kicker is usually pretty good. And they're not a very good team on the road in, on the grass field. The record is 1-4. That propels this team, I think, or helps Tampa Bay to win this game. I believe both teams are going to struggle again in the 20s. Again, 45 and a half is a pretty high total for these two teams. So I look at both side and total, two and a half, 45 and a half. Decent play on both both ways here. And uh, Tampa Bay should move on to the next round. I love the under, uh, w- without a doubt. You know, uh, you hit on a bunch of things, uh, Randy, but uh, Dak Prescott, uh, even missing as many games as he did, he led the league in interceptions uh, with 15. He's throwing pick sixes like it's like it's nothing uh, as well. Uh, in Tampa Bay, just a little extra day or two. And remember, this was back in training camp. They 
were getting hit with all kinds of injuries to that offensive line. This is about as healthy as their offensive line. They're getting some good news. You mentioned Jensen, you know, giving him an extra day to try and play uh, on Monday night as well. So they're getting healthier, uh, as healthy as they've been all season uh, on the offensive front. And there's no doubt because there's there's been times where Brady, he just couldn't throw the ball downfield because he couldn't have any protection. I mean, it was just dink and dunk, dink and dunk. So you got the three. It's at two and a half right now at Bet Rivers. Do you think it's got a chance to go back to three? I believe not. I believe all the actions, smart actions, came in on Tampa Bay, and uh, I would recommend uh, a little extra here if you if you want to do a teaser. You could tease down the Cincinnati Bengals right now with the uh, with the Tampa Bay up to eight and a half is a, uh-huh. is a decent way to do it, and I've done it that way as well. There you go. Uh, I like that. Uh, I like that one uh, as well. The t- Cincinnati, t- Tampa Bay, Wong teaser over the, ho- the hot numbers of three and seven. And listen, we tried to get ahead of the information. You did a great job, but the the information never came. It was a nine and a half point swing on the Chargers in Denver. You yeah. got it. I mean, you got the best number out of anybody. Three and a half at the time we recorded uh, last week. That thing goes all the way to Denver minus six. Staley didn't get the memo, Randy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. He said it was the best he could do. I mean, let's see. Uh, Herbert, Bosa, Allen, and uh, Williams. Uh, okay, those four, and then the, we can we can field the team. Yes, we can. Two of the four got hurt. I mean, what is he doing? The 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 whole tone is like, hey, now that Herbert's got a healthy Williams and Allen, look out now, and he's playing them in a game that doesn't matter. And the NFL did him a favor because Baltimore and the Chargers are tied. They should be playing at the same time. The NFL screws that up, plays Baltimore early. He sees the result, and he still can't figure it out. Yeah, and he's an analytic guy, so I I don't understand his thinking there. And, uh, you know, why risk your guys in a game that he was coaching like it was one of the biggest games of his life? And I didn't understand, you know, and, and Denver looked good at the end of the year. And why why mess around with that team? I mean, uh, I just don't understand it. So he dropped a lot in my coaching rankings. Not that, that he was that high to start with. Anyway. <laughs> how, much, how much more can he drop? I Jeez. mean, it is it is unbelievable. Denver, five of the last six they covered, minus that Christmas Day massacre uh, in L.A. Uh, so I'm counting this one because you had certainly a, a, a bunch of time. Uh, to uh, get down on it before it eclipsed over them, uh, minus three. All right, so Randy McKay's got Minnesota, minus three. Tampa Bay, plus two and a half. It gets to three. Get on it immediately. And then the under. I love that under. Tampa Bay, Dallas, under 45 and a half on Monday night. Also, strong recommendation on Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. Hey, put that down for my pick. I love that teaser. Cincinnati uh, at uh, minus one and a half or one. Uh, in uh, Tampa Bay, plus the eight and a half. For Randy McKay, I'm Jimmy Otto on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.